boys are back in town. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Hey, Mike. What's up? Hey, it's Dale Jr. and Mike Davis for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. I'm sitting here just enjoying this music. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Are you? Yeah. You're loving the music this Dude, year. Dude, it's, it's, a, it's a new day, man. Yep. I was like, this music intro, I almost just want to listen to this and not you. Well, we got a lot to talk about. We do. What are some of our topics, Mike? Well, first of all, it, we are back in the studio. Like two weeks ago, we did this uh, from an airport, and then we did it from the room 809 at the Seamark Hotel in, what's it called, Gunyung, South Korea. Now we're back at the Exalta studio. It's good to be back. We get to look at Matthew Dillner over here. He's uh, he, you poor thing. Good to see you again. I, look, look, we got a lot to talk about. We've got Harvick, who seems to be getting around the racetrack pretty good these days. We got... I mean, Jimmy Johnson is still having some issues that I'd like to ask you about. We've sure. got a lot of Ask Junior questions. Social media is crazy this oh, week. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We had a little bit of a media spat. We had, uh, you know, Noah Gragson uh, trying to court uh, <laughs> Steve O'Donnell's daughter. Uh, Reddit. I don't know if anybody's uh, a Reddit user in here, but there seems to be some <laughs> issues with that. I don't know. Where we, I don't know if we can fit it all in in an hour. It's going to be a tough one. Let's get to it. <laughs> From the Exalta studio, it's the Dale Jr. Download. <laughs> what is this, Millie Vanilli? <laughs> uh, I tell you what, Dillner's up there like DJ Dillner. That's your new name, buddy. That's your new name. Uh, I tell you what, first of all, Dale, are we over the jet lag yet? I am. I'm curious. I think I actually got over it quicker than you did. I'm not over it yet. You're still having – because I know you did a Periscope at 1 o'clock in the morning walking your dog. I, it was not 1 o'clock in the morning. Well, you said it was, it was on the Periscope. It was 5 o'clock. No, I was up since 1, but oh. I was uh, doing that for 5 o'clock in the morning. I was fired up about Dirty Mo. Well, that's when I noticed that you were still jet-lagged, and I believe I, I was over it. Oh, you were over it. Yeah. So you, okay. It took me about two days. Last night, I fell asleep. I was watching the race, and I fell asleep right before the end of it. And that was like 6.30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I slept all the way till about 4. In the morning? Yeah. Yeah, you're still... I'm still... But that don't sound like you're making much effort to fix it. You're just kind of falling... I, really, I feel like I am. You're just kind of falling asleep whenever you feel like it. That's something you need to... You need to put a little... Grow up a little you bit. You got to put a little Costanza effort. style. Well, not like you got to put effort to fix the jet lag. It doesn't just happen. How did you do it? I pushed myself to stay up later and later each day to where I was going to bed at, at the hour I, I should be going to bed and stay, you know, waking up later. Is there anything you miss about South Korea? Well, I I would say there's not a lot, you know, that I miss. But that would be, that might give you the impression I didn't enjoy it. No, no, I I, I know you enjoyed it. I, I, there's one particular thing the I miss: toilet, the heated toilet seat. <laughs> yeah. What? The he heated loved, Matthew, They have heated toilet seats. Oh my gosh! It does a lot more than that. Oh my lord! Yeah. What? What? Do you, oh yeah. <laughs> what does it do? Tell them what the heated well, toilet it washes your bottom. <laughs> Did you do it? Yeah. So it's a bidet. Yeah, you had to try it. So, but, you, but it had a wait, seat. Wait, wait, give wait. us a Dale it Jr. A review. Seat, like bidets uh, don't don't have like normal seats like American seats, but this had an American seat. I don't know. I don't want to get into what the, setting did the you put particulars. it on? No, no, there were settings. That's too much of a particulars. I'm not trying to get <laughs> there, into all there, that. There were pictures on these it settings a, too. It was an amazing, amazing toilet. Amy said it's out of out of our budget, and uh, we're not I, getting one. I told my wife that I'm, I'd consider moving to South Korea just on the premise of that my toilet goodness. seat. I'm telling you, it was that good. Yeah. It was that good. All right. Let's talk about something else. 
There was a race. Yep. I had Ke- a race at Vegas. Las Vegas. Did you ever enjoy racing at Las Vegas? I did. You know, when I was watching the race Sunday, I was thinking about, man, that top, that high line looks like a lot of fun. And if anything, if there was anything I was missing about that whole experience, uh, was watching those guys run the high side and wishing I could get out there and do that a little bit. Oh, Denny was running that high Denny side. Was up there, yeah. He, yes, he, he was. runs it pretty good. Yeah, it's a fun track, and it's got a lot of uh, – it's frustrating to get through turn one. Turn one uh, with all the bumps, it's really frustrating to run down there, but some guys can get through there pretty good. There was a lot about it that I didn't miss. That would be one thing. Uh, did you see Jimmy Johnson have that awesome save going into turn three? Almost wrecked. Well, yeah. that was one of the good – that was one of the few yeah. good things he had going on in that well, weekend. Well, I wish that I had had the nerve or, or, the, or thought to tweet – or say something and live tweet a little bit about the race. I wanted to live tweet, tweet a little bit more than I did, but when he was getting lapped, I had the nerve to say he's still going to finish in the top ten. And you didn't tweet it. I didn't. Well, he didn't finish in the top ten. Well, almost twelve. Yeah, I'm about to tweet that though. That this guy still somehow, some way will come back and finish in the top ten as he's getting lapped for you know 35th place or whatever. He fell two laps down. Well, he only fell two laps down because they tried to run long on that one. Yes, yeah, true. Set of tires. If he'd pitted when everybody else did, he wouldn't have lost two laps. Not to say that that strategy was wrong, but I think that it was exaggerated how far behind he fell because of that that change in strategy. They worked really hard, and I don't know that they were ever really competitive, but they did scratch and claw back into a twelfth place finish, which is pretty impressive. Says a lot about Jimmy as a driver. I tell you one place they weren't very competitive: getting through tech. Yeah, they had a little trouble. They got their uh, car chief thrown out. Yeah, expelled. has that ever happened? Yeah. Yeah. It happened last year, right? I think Truex. No, 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 no. It happened this it happened year happened this already. year already. Oh, didn't it happen last a, week? Yeah, last week there was a uh, car chief uh, on Truex's 78 Truex team that was last year. Out, yeah, so. got it, got That's it. That's the new thing. So if they fail so many times. The crew uh, chief's good. Car chief, gone. Well, actually, I read where NASCAR can choose the person oh, really? that gets thrown out, depending on, I guess, the severity of the infraction and inspection that they're failing. Oh, that, that there's nothing that could go wrong with that. I'm right. sure that's a great idea. It could Just be let NASCAR super choose. serious, and they may oh, want yeah. to really drop the hammer. That won't come up anytime. <laughs> yeah. That won't be an issue. But oh, I, well. I was, uh, you know, I'm telling you, man, Jimmy kept his head together, says a lot about uh, that team. Once they find a little speed, man, I still think they got a, a good shot at trying to, you know, win some races this year and give a run for that championship. Remember these cars that, that, that they're running right now? They're just you know, were, yeah. I mean, they were touched in the shop like yeah. before this West Coast deal too. Mike so Joy, uh, you brought that up. Mike Joy brought up a great point. Uh, the cars that they took to Vegas were already prepared and loaded before they went exactly. to Atlanta. So I mean, the, the stuff that they're learning in just the first few races for this new Camaro. You won't really be able to implement that for the first couple of weeks. It'll take a while before they start to actually uh, be able to implement the things they're learning in these first two or three weeks. Uh, they'll be implementing those into week four, five, six car. You know what I mean? So have a little patience. I know a lot of people won't remember, but the Toyotas, when they got they got a little bit of a newer version of their car, they weren't fast right out of the gate. Uh, they ended up winning the championship that year with Kyle. Uh, and dominated pretty much the second half of the year. But up until the middle of the summer, that season, nobody was too too impressed with how the Toyotas were running. I'm still uh, – I'm not losing hope or losing faith in Jimmy or any of those Chevys. Did the Fords – do you have an opinion on the Fords already? Well, I think it's interesting that they were all very – they were all very vocal about how they, you know, they were doing well at Daytona, had speed, um, especially Keselowski and Logano uh, were – pretty chatty about their cars and how basically saying yeah we're okay but when we go to atlanta we're going to be in trouble because we have the oldest body out of all the manufacturers here and it's really going to be tough for us to compete so far 
the Fords have been one of the better manufacturers at the at both races. You know, obviously you have Harvick uh, dominating, but even second on on back in the top ten, a lot of you know the, the Penske cars are great. All the Stuart Haas cars are running really well. Fords had four out of the top seven finishers, and then six out of the top ten. Yeah, there you so. Go. The fact or the argument that the body's old and and the car isn't going to perform well, I think they're going to have you know have a great year. They're off to a good start. Yeah. Uh, you know, do you, what do you make of Kozlowski's comments? Because he is it is it just politicking? And he does this, and yeah. and I, I I sort of love him for it. To be honest with you. Oh yeah. Last I, year he you know was chirping about the Toyotas, mm-hmm. and now you know he goes into the weekend talking about how Fords were going to get you just get you know what he say they were get drubbed or they're going to take a drubbing take a drubbing. And they go in there and take six out of the top ten, you know, finishing positions. Mm-hmm. Is it politicking? Yeah, I think it's exactly what it is. I think that he wants to downplay their success. I want he, th- he I think he wants to exaggerate uh, the performance of the other manufacturers and keep some focus on them and try to try to keep the playing field to their advantage. I, I, you know, and he's no different than other drivers that we've seen in years past, especially back in the '80s and '90s before there was a real common template. Uh, you know, they were chopping spoilers and uh, valences on on single manufacturers. So, like, they would come down on uh, the Chevrolets or the Fords individually. NASCAR would give everyone else a little bigger spoiler, and uh, maybe the Fords or the Chevrolets a smaller spoiler. So, I mean, it's been this has been something that's been common throughout the sport for a real long time. And I think that Brad is really uh, – that's just his thing, man. He's going to always try to be vocal and keep people guessing on what's real and what's not, um, what's the truth and what's fiction. Um, he seems to enjoy being that guy, and, and everybody's come to really expect it out of him, and, 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 and it's entertaining. So was there any part of him that you think really he believed? thought that they were going to get a drubbing? <laughs> well, I'm sure that he feels <laughs> some concern in the date of their body and, and how old the body is but man they had a great season last year i mean they were they had some great cars last year i think that there's not much uh concern for the fords this year and i think that he's going to have a hard time continuing that that uh that conversation he's going to have a hard time carrying that oh no he he's not gonna have a hard time carrying he'll carry it i know you're saying he, he land he, anywhere all right, he's been two, three races in, and Fords are doing great. How does right. he go to the? How does he go to Phoenix and say that they're, you know, oh, they're struggling? You're asking for logic. <laughs> and, Boy, you're you're asking for an explanation like behind to, the brain of Brad Keselowski. Right. Well, I guess I'm interested yeah. in how he's going to word it this week. Um, yeah, I think that Brad's going to probably really think through this. He's going to study it up, and yep. he's going to come out and hit you with something that you didn't even expect. And you're like, hey, look, that's the unpredictability of Brad Keselowski is one of the most underrated perks about being a NASCAR fan. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I'm telling you. And the fact that he says some of those things, it just cracks. It's it's comedy is what it is. Oh, it's, yeah. it's comedy. But, they, like, he'll say it while you're running uh, first, second, third, and fourth. Uh, because, you know, it, that's what I love about Brad. I just was wondering if you thought that – look, listen, have you ever played into the politics? I just spit across the room. Sorry about that if that landed on you. I had a little bit of a flashback about uh, our dinner no! at Korea. Oh, man, we can't talk about yeah. that. Uh, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, all right, so real quick, Matthew, there was a, a, a Korean guy that uh, oh, was man, enjoying his food there? way too much. And, man, if it didn't land right on Dale Jr. No, no the guy had yes, a mouthful. All right, so we, <laughs> it so was it like you landed a shrimp right, piece on you? No. Oh, yeah. So we're sitting at these tables, and it's the kind where you sit on your butt and you take your shoes well, off. You sit oh, on yeah. the floor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not, not for me. But there was a table, and yeah. 
There was a family eating behind us, and the guy had a mouthful of food, and he sneezed, and it flew, oh. and the food flew. All this food, shrap, like little specks of food flew across the room and got on me and everybody around me. But oh, it was just, I freak. It was only me and Sam. I was ready to leave. Yeah. The, 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 best freak part, the best part was, like, Dale Jr. made eye contact and, like, a little... Yeah, that landed on me. You know, like, yeah. like there was a thing between yep. that guy and Dale, and it was like I didn't know. Did that, he apologize? No. Well, if he had, we wouldn't have known. Yeah. Know. Uh, anyways, where were we? We were talking about. Let's, uh, let's move on. We're yeah, gonna, yeah. Let's talk about uh, the pit guns, pit stops. Ooh, uh, the pit guns. Yeah. What do so, you make of that stuff? Well, we noticed the the pit stops are getting faster. Yes. All right. So the guys are starting to learn. That's really interesting. I think for the fans, is that the teams are starting to learn how to really get these choreographed to where they're finding speed. You're going to see some teams do a better job than, than others. That's something to pay attention to. We're also seeing some interesting issues with the pit guns that are reoccurring week to week. You know, it's uh, it's something to be worried about. Obviously, you don't want to have you don't want to be the team that has the problem. But uh, I also think it's something that NASCAR and the pit gun manufacturers are going to have to, uh, and they will. They'll fix over time. Mm-hmm. The other thing about it is, is don't you remember years ago, like. Jack's failing, pit guns failing. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is not. No, I mean, it's not new. It's it, it's a little bit too much to expect teams to go an entire season without failure. But it's new because NASCAR, these are issued. It's almost yeah. So that's new. why people are, are complaining about it more. Okay, if, if you had a Brunhutzel Jack yeah. or if you had some sort of uh, pit gun you came up with and it yeah, failed, it's ball. on your own. Yeah. It's your deal. And how much did they fail in the past that we never knew about, you know? When exactly. they were when they were team manufactured guns or, or like you say bought from bought from uh, different manufacturers, it's only a big deal now because NASCAR brought this on the sport. You know NASCAR brought this into the sport, so NASCAR always is such an easy target. You got to believe that the manufacturer of this gun is in panic mode to fix these <laughs> yeah. problems, and they will get fixed. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to have a pit gun failure at some point in the year or a jack failure. Or a gas can failure, yeah. such as the whatever happened with oh the fifty five car that one stop. It looked like I me. mean, yeah, part, yeah, things are going to happen. Things are going to break, and that's just the nature of the business. Not to understate that there is a problem, but I think it'll get fixed. And I think that the teams will work with NASCAR. They've all they were talking about maybe allowing the teams to use their own sockets or the you know the pit guys tire changers maybe to use particular pieces that they feel most comfortable with that wouldn't alter the performance of the gun. Okay. Um, and they did a great job uh, moving from the Atlanta race to Vegas and allowing that whip hose, that extension, that was to huge. take a little bit of pressure off of the off of the initial connection. I think that you know that says that there's uh, you know NASCAR's yeah NASCAR's trying. They're going to fix it. I, think I counted what three failures? Uh, was there three? How many were there on that race? I, I only knew of three for yeah. this race. Yeah, but yeah of that course we know there of. Were, it and seemed the, like more for Atlanta. Are, and the issues are similar through each failure, right? It's that pin. Uh, the socket coming off of the gun. Yep. That's something that's it's not too terribly hard to fix. I have a uh, positive disposition about this issue. Well, good for you. That's very, very, very noble <laughs> it's and positive now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, to me, it feels a lot like, you know, just tired. I mean, like, you know, if NASCAR, you got the tire manufacturer, and I, I know it's not exactly apples to apples here, but, you know, when – when tires go out, Goodyear, uh, you know, if they have an issue, Goodyear works. It, it's always a work in yeah. progress. Yeah. Um, teams will continue to push the limit on these things. And NASCAR opened this up and can't be surprised by the reaction when they decided they were going to be issuing these guns. Mm-hmm. And really, the teams kind of have it themselves to blame for it. Isn't that why we have these NASCAR issued guns to try to keep the cost down and also to, 
to uh, I mean, that, yeah. teams were going out inventing their own guns, and it was like, well, the one thing it got that, out of hand. The one thing that I hope comes out of whole, the whole situation is that it puts the it puts focus back on the actual tire changers and the pit crews, that they become prominent again for their ability and yeah. not the ability of the equipment that they have. Um, we look back on the sport, and you can remember pit crews that were you know that were popular and and celebrities even for their ability uh the flying Flat aces the dad had yep. the yeah. brothers for so long uh and in jeff the last Gordon's yeah in the crew, last yep. few years yeah the jeff gordon rainbow, rainbow warriors. warriors i mean those you know we talked about them because we thought that they were making the difference and in the last several years it's become more about the equipment yeah it's good and so this puts it back in the hands of the tire changers and hopefully that's the result by the end of the year when we're celebrating that all-star crew it's because uh of their ability to actual they're actually give their actual given ability to to do their job something else that popped up (laughs) after the race that was really interesting and this happened last year at uh, chicago with chase elliott the nascar reddit folks have brought to attention some things that they saw on harvick's car and I find this extremely interesting <laughs> because not so much about Harvick's car and are they doing anything illegal. I find it more interesting because car passed tech before the race and after the race. I find it more interesting. Uh, we knew, we know that NASCAR reacted to uh, last year's situation with Chase. Let's say, let's remember, let's recall what happened. Okay, there was an interview, there was a post-race interview of somebody else, and I think an old uh, a crew member on Chase Elliott's team was seen in the background of pulling something, pulling, pulling a piece ta- of tape, pulling tape off of his car as a, as a, as a way to, yeah. off the know, spoiler. Right. And it was brought to attention by a Reddit user. Was it not? It yes, was a it Reddit was. user. Yeah. And the ultimately, Reddit police. ultimately, now I can't say for the sure. Reddit police. The Reddit police. I think poli- that's a good name for I, it. They, they need their own siren. They do. I, <laughs> I can't say, I, I, I think our assumption is, is that NASCAR's penalty had to have come from the fact that Reddit user brought this to attention, right? Uh, that's my assumption anyways. Uh, and so now you have another situation where a Reddit user has taken pictures and brought to our attention something on Harvick's car. Now, what was it? What what, what, what were they taking pictures of? Uh, the, the roof of the car seems to have some kind of um, irregular deflection. It's something at speed that, you know, it seems to be altering the shape of the roof. My, you know, I could care less really about how, what Harvick and them guys have figured out. I think if they are actually doing something that really kind of pops back into place when the race is over, it's pretty incredible, to be honest with you. Impressive. That would be impressive. I need to know that information now. My truck has too many dents in it. I need to know how <laughs> I, to pop those things out. <laughs> I need to know what they're doing. My it, my reaction really is about the relationship between NASCAR and Reddit. Or NAS- oh, yeah. This so, is tricky. This yeah. is tricky. So, NAS- we don't know. We're only assuming that NASCAR reacted to the deal with Chase last year because of the the work that Reddit did. Yeah, the court of public media. opinion, really, yeah. you know. And is NASCAR going to get in the habit of reacting uh, when... To fans. The Reddit police. Yeah, but you, you're saying Reddit, but really, these are just these are fans. These are NASCAR fans. I know, but they're organized... In a group. Well, they go to Reddit. They, yes. they, they are if a community they are not, on Reddit. I know, but if they're not organized and in a community, they're just it's just noise. Yeah. All right? So that they are organized and they are powerful enough to be heard uh, as a group, 
they ha- they hammer on Gluck and all those guys on social media. They even hammer directly to Steve O'Donnell um, in their timelines about anything that they see. And they got a little bit of attention last year because of this. They feel, and there's a public opinion, that they were the ones that investigated the Chase Elliott thing, and that brought a lot of uh, exposure to NASCAR Reddit and their group and encouraging them, I guess, uh, to continue their efforts. And here we are in the third race of the season, and it's popped up again. Now, when we get down into the chase and this is going on, Ooh. it's going to get louder. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Yeah. Hey, don't you feel like this gets a little dangerous? It's, I think it is dangerous. I'm, I think I'm more curious, really. I'm, not, I'm more curious about how NASCAR reacts to this going forward. Is this even – Are they, they, they have to think that they need to – ignore this can they ignore it is it possible that they can ignore it do and do they not ignore it but just don't admit that they yeah (laughs) that's another thing that's a good that's another direction like like of course they got to recognize it uh and but do they literally come out in fact how did they handle the chase elliott situation well what uh, i mean it was pointed out by a reddit user and then it just became a firestorm of uh uh, and nascar reacted to it but do you think do you think nascar is going to react in some way to this one, no, they won't react di- directly to this. Is I it don't illegal? That, I don't know if it's illegal. I don't know because the car passes tech before and after. So in my yeah. mind, this car it's is fine. Legal. It's the car fine. is legal when it's inspected. Right. Um, it's incredible ingenuity. Yes, it is. It is. And so, what I'm concerned about, and I, I don't know that NASCAR can react directly, li- deliberately to the four team. Uh, can they try to react going forward to not allow to find out ways to not al- like they did with the side skirts? Well, no, what what is what is probably going to happen is that nothing's going to happen until we get the composite body in the Cup Series. That is that a fix all? I don't know, but NASCAR's opinion is it's a fix all. They put the composite body in the Xfinity Series with the idea that it'll stop teams from manipulating the sides and so forth that everybody was guilty of, right? And I think that NASCAR may look at this and go, well, you know, one day we'll get the composite body in the Cup Series and that will alleviate these issues. Um, But my concern is how does NASCAR react to the fans policing or attempting to police the sport? How How do they react going forward? That's really critical. And then also... This isn't that big of a deal today, but if the, but in the chase or the playoffs, when you know these wins are advancing teams into the next round and so forth, the the sounding board and the pedestal that that organized group on social media has is going to be much bigger and much louder. You know, they'll be almost impossible to ignore. At least they know what to look for now. They may not rule They're on getting it. Getting smarter, just like but everybody else. But at least else. it's it's brought out. Yeah, that's, you're talking about NASCAR. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they like you said, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to do anything, but it's all knowledge. Yeah. They see it. I you mean, know, you you're going to see it. Here's what I want to ask you. I know that teams have photographers. T- teams are taking pictures of every car out on the racetrack. Yeah. Uh, and, in fact, I would even go so far to say it's, it's probably not too far removed that they have people in every corner, right? Uh, yeah. To look at this, so this can't be news, oh, even though it's just news to Reddit it's a, and us. Like th- this can't be something that just the teams go, "Oh my gosh, what was Harvick doing?" Like, is this new? You're not that far removed from the car yourself. Well, as far as, I mean, guys have been trying to figure out ways and been been 
successful at getting the bodies to manipulate themselves at speed. During the race. Yeah. yeah. You can look at the doors of the cars as they're sitting still and then pictures of the cars that they, that they post during the race and see that the doors are all kind of warping around and doing different things. Uh, and and NASCAR's trying to do a better job at trying, you know, trying to in, eliminate that. And their opinion really is the composite body will do that. This is the first time I've ever seen it on the roof. To, but I talked to another driver who says he's seen it all the time out on the racetrack and seen it in more severe cases and cars that are getting lapped. They didn't even, you know. Oh, so seem, it wasn't really helping them. It doesn't them. seem to even be affecting these guys. We heard about um, Chase Elliott seeing this particular instance on the four car and bringing it up to his crew chief. That's common, too. I mean, I I spent the last five years of my career telling my crew chief <laughs> you did. anything I saw on the car yeah. that I thought might help that car around me. Yeah. Uh, where his track bar looked like it was, you know, is his track bar high on the right side or low on the right side or the left side? Where's his damn track bar at? Is the does the car look like it's dog tracking? Does he look like he's making skew somewhere? Uh, does he have something flared, or does he, you know, at the speedways, is the is the spoiler and the deck lid sinking down into the car to get get the spoiler out of air? Is there a way that he's, you know, raised up the deck lid somehow uh, to bring the spoiler up at the at the mile and a half, you know, to gain some some rear rear downforce? So drivers are always looking. Uh, one of the like at speedways, uh, a trick is to try to get the roof flaps to come up somewhat down the straightaway, and and you'd see cars out there running around with the roof flap about half an inch up in the air, and when the car would slow down, it'd come back down just because they'd found a way to change the pressure inside the car versus what was on the outside that at speed it raised that flap up. I mean, this isn't new. I think that the, what we're seeing out of Harvick's car in these pictures is a is it's new in that space, uh, which makes it so interesting to everybody who sees it. Teams are always going to find new ways to try to gain speed and and you know, they've been but they've been working to try to find ways to manipulate the bodies for a really long time and they a lot of teams have found good success in it. But it's incredible that it pops back into place when the car. I know, right? Yeah, like it doesn't deform and stay that way, or or at least get deformed enough to to not, you know, not pass tech and and be a little bit off once the car slows down. Much like a like a spring, if you you know if you tried to run a, a certain spring, when they would limit the the rate of the springs and and an entire race would beat it up and make it make it not rate right and they'd fail because the spring was too soft after the race, but somehow or another thing popped back into place perfectly. I mean, everybody's... Sh- uh, th- this is profound stuff, not just in the racing industry, but in the auto repair, uh, auto body uh, <laughs> industry. I'm telling you right now, you can find me a car that yeah. pops back into place. I-, I got a new lease on life. Hey, we're open up, we'll just open up a body shop. Right. Other than his car looking like a tree limb fell on it, there's got to be something else going on with Harvick <laughs> because he's dominating. Yeah, I mean, Harvick's been fast before. This reminds me of how he ran when he won the championship. Yep. And they didn't have, you know, the body modification that we see this past weekend. So he has speed regardless. I'm just really more curious as to how NASCAR will react to the noises that they're hearing from social media, the Twitter, uh, the Reddit police. All right. Is that going to be something that NASCAR gets in the gets in the habit of? reacting to i don't know that they they need to be uh what do you think i mean do you think that i think steve o'donnell has a closet account and he is the reddit user he's the reddit <laughs> user oh man he's a reddit his, <laughs> sheriff he's on yeah <laughs> is his name he's the reddit sheriff hey yeah. you know you know harvick does have something going for him by the way he's 42 there, there you go. The old guys man you know that all this talk another, going yeah. into the season that it's all just going to be young guys yeah 
Well, as, tough a day, as tough a day as Jimmy Johnson had on Sunday, he was chirping on social media afterwards <laughs> about how the old guys are kicking everybody's ass. And I I really think that that I – I picked up on everybody talking about that at Media Day in Charlotte, uh, the young guys, the old guys, the young guys. And it seemed to uh, spur both mm-hmm. sides, you know, into a debate. And so I think that that's going to be fun all year long. As far right now, the old guys have the upper hand. Yeah. Can can we get these young guys to start chatterboxing a little bit and running their mouths a little bit about how they're gonna they're gonna turn the tide somewhat? Um, when they win a race, are they gonna get on the you know get on the stand and and sound off a little bit about the old guys? Who would be that person? Kicked? Yeah, who would be the young guys? First? There's a lot of old chirpers. Who'd be the new young chirpers? <laughs> the old guys are in the right. It's not to chirp. Chase. It's not really Blaney even. I don't know. Blaney spoke, Blaney, Blaney spoke up when have Kyle fun came with at it. him a yeah. little bit. Yeah. I, as long as it's done and fun, man, that's a cool thing. I like yeah. that. Yeah. It's know? just going to be – it's going to be a fun, you know, conversation all year long. Uh, but right now, yeah, the old guys are making it happen. Talking Let's about talk that. about the NASCAR movie – best NASCAR movie of all time. That was on social media, right? That was a tweet. So let's talk about the did you see? Let's go to did you see that. Let's do that. <laughs> Was that like a like a western? Yeah, saloon, a little western man. I was inspired by your old piano. western town, I guess. And, and, and you're in the western, <laughs> and I'm in there that? breaking something. Yeah, I was kicking it, kicking a beer can. I hear you. Yeah. All right, so this is the the. Did you see that? As, as yeah, in the western style. So you yeah. you're saying that NBC put out a tweet, yep. and you're saying that uh, it, they were saying. The best racing movie of all time. The only thing I need to drop on this is that they did not have The Last American Hero as one of the uh, choices. Well, you know shame, why? Shame. They had three three picks, and then a you know, if it's not listed here, tell us what it is. Yeah. That uh, you know, so people got fired up. Yeah. All right. So why it's not the best movie of all time? Which one is? Grand Prix. That's not a NASCAR. That's not a NASCAR, movie. NASCAR movie. That's Days, a, Days one of the of best Thunder racing movies. Is you better. think Days of yes. Thunder? Yes. No. Are you serious? No. Yes. Have you seen Days the movie I'm great, referring to? I've read the book. So you can't even speak on it. Come on, man. I, I like the book. It's You're on right. YouTube. I've not, no, you, it. I've not seen it. Yeah. But so, it's, it's better than Days of Thunder? Yeah, man. Yeah. Cause, okay, so Last American Hero is about Junior Johnson, and it was made in 71. Jeff Bridges is a starring actor. It was made before movies got to... Uh, be, become spectacles, you know. So, Days of Thunder was a great example of a movie that's just really there's a lot of far fetched, uh, stre- you know, stretched truths, truths. and truths. Yeah, I mean, a lot of effects. Yeah, a lot of effects. Say. So, there's a lot of things in there that are like, well, oh, come on, man, now this is not. Um, and The Last American Hero was made before movies really got to that point to where they become, you know, a little bit out of the you know scope of reality. It also is a real legitimate story about how it happened it's the truth it's it's a real you know much like people appreciate grand prix for being authentic well the last american hero is very authentic to racing in that time and it tells a great story about a guy sort of working his way up is it the exact same story of junior johnson probably not but it's really authentic to how racing was back then days of thunder not authentic to nascar it was it's as authentic to nascar as ricky bobby I mean, no, no, that's no. Not well, true. that's why you have to not go too true. far. Come on. Th- you, you know what? We got a special I... match set of tires. You can run the high side. Nobody right. says that. No, <laughs> no crew chief 
is on the radio going, you can run the top, trust me. Well, all right, what then. The iRacing is the same as Mario Kart. Oh, come on. Now. You're well, just pissed I off. I agreed with you on that one because <laughs> I, I thought it was bad that they left that one off. But I got to say, that's my. I would consider that the best NASCAR movie of all time. But my favorite, I'm just coming out there because I got to stand up for my boy sure. Brewster Baker. Oh, yeah. Six-pack, Six man. Pack. Yeah. I mean, it was that one is a lot of far-fetched. My favorite is not The Last American Hero. What's your favorite? My favorite is Stroker Ace. I just find it entertaining. I think that it, there's a lot of things in there that are just really great. And uh, <laughs> Brewster Baker, six-pack is close second. But the most, the best, you know, the most authentic to me would be The Last American Hero. Also, Utter versus <laughs> so yeah did you uh, see that I, I did see this and i love a good media spat trust me and apparently o'donnell does too because That's he even great. chirped in there yeah uh so give us a background yeah yeah tell us about this matthew i mean like so bob pockress i think if i get this right he he had a list that he compiled of the of the top prospects in nascar 20 of the best prospects that he deemed personally that was his his opinion so he has the right to it yep uh of people that have not raced um more than 10 cup races who he considers the best prospects they could be in xfinity they can be in truck and the the beef that jim utter had I never agree with Utter. I think I've agreed with Utter maybe one time in 2,000 times, to be honest with you. He had a point. He left Noah Gregson off there. And they had, you know, he had late model guys listed in there that have never run anything. He had Natalie Decker listed as 20th, who just has one arc uh, pole at Daytona. So he's got a beef. So there's a little clash of, like, the uh, typewriter titans going on there. Bob says in defense of himself, thanks for reading and retweeting, Jim Utter. (laughs) Gregson finished on a lead lap of 14 of 23 truck races and had an average finish in trucks of 11.6. Has a win. Certainly he is on the radar and one I'm watching for the next time I do the list. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Bob. Speaking of Noah Gregson. Oh, boy. Did you see uh, him and O'Donnell going back and forth? I did see that. That was hysterical. In fact, I, to be honest with you, I know that uh, Noah Gregson is uh, you know this hot young shoe and everything, but I haven't really paid attention until that. That was funny. <laughs> the dude is now, funny as now hell. Now I might be a right. Noah Graxon fan. You, 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 weren't, you didn't look at the stuff when he was snorting wasabi or doing what I'm he was proud, doing? I'm proud of Noah. I'm proud of Noah because uh, just a few weeks ago, he got, he got a bunch of uh, backlash because of a comment he made about uh, well, when yeah. he was in this wreck at Daytona in the truck series in 2017, how yep. he... Oh, I tried to take everybody out as many as I could as I was spinning out of control, which was a joke. Right. Yeah. And everybody thought he was being serious, and he said, "You know what? I'm I'm done with Twitter being sarcastic. Y'all done, you know, piss me off. I'm not gonna be any fun anymore." Well, he proved us wrong, and did he come <laughs> back with a, vend- a vengeance? I believe he did, and he came back at the the one guy maybe you don't mess with aside from Mike Hilton is Steve O'Donnell, right? <laughs> That's right. Well. So apparently, oh, I didn't stop you, but go ahead. Well. <laughs> Steve's daughter was Steve was proud of his daughter. She was sing. Uh, she obviously sings in uh, something at school or something. I don't even know what it was. But I don't either. Yeah. So she's, what was it? She's a beautiful voice. Little clip. Little clip of her singing, yep. um, singing solo in this performance of hers. And and uh, Noah chimed in, says she ever needs a Valentine, I'll be her Valentine. <laughs> O'Donnell says you're crazy. You better back off. And everything was great until Steve's daughter tweets that Noah's chicken to even talk to her. 
So, <laughs> yeah, that happened. Which I don't, I, I don't believe that, yesterday. man, because Noah's got some game. At least, like, I don't know if he's got game when it comes down to it. But. I thought this was just gonna, you know, this was just gonna disappear, but I think it's still going for a few more days. Uh, how old is she? She's uh, seventeen. And how old is he? And he is uh, nineteen. Okay. And uh, he, basically, she called him out for not having game. Yeah. But uh, Noah, man, I thought the coolest part about that whole tweet deal was the fact that he they posted that picture of the two of them, and he referenced O'Donnell as his future, his future father-in-law. father-in-law. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that was funny. beautiful. Bravo to Noah. That's awesome to see those uh, young drivers showing so, their personality. All right, so, all right, we've just mentioned three. Did you see that? What is your favorite of this this week? Is it is it Utter versus Pockrass? Is it Noah Gragson and Steve O'Donnell, or is it? Your ability to get in your movie as the NAS- favorite NASCAR movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that my, I think the most interesting or profound is one we mentioned earlier in the show, and that's the NASCAR Reddit police. Where's that going to go over the next several weeks? Are they going to keep this up week after week after week for any winning car? They're going to have pictures about different things that they see on it that they wonder or might be illegal or illegal. Are you on Reddit? I follow reddit on social media just yeah, for that, that reason well yeah but that's not what i'm talking about are you a reddit user i've never used reddit will you i don't know i think i, I think you, i mean you seem interested enough well, to I've, now where you I might th- maybe i am or am i a reddit user because i follow reddit and when no. i see something wait wait i'm not done okay go i ahead. follow reddit i see something they're talking about it and i hit and go into the site i'm not commenting i'm not commenting on posts so am i a reddit no. user or not no. no i'm just an observer observer yeah well i'm a that's what i'll be but I, I think it's I, a lot of the stuff that they post is really fun. <laughs> it's really fun. That's mine. What is yours? Oh, my favorite has to be, uh, I mean, Pac Rice and Utter. Dude, I just love any time I yeah. see those guys go out. I had no idea. I could just see them well, on the line getting food at the media center, man, yeah, and just kind of chirping each other. You It'd be say fun. you never agree with Jim Utter. I, listen, I maybe not never. I, I got you. I know, I know <laughs> what you mean by that. Jim Utter, uh, his opinions – for better or worse, he stands on them yeah. to a fault. Like it's he was like right you, on this one. You, you almost, well, yeah, but like even on stuff like he does not know how to back down. Even on just a comment on Twitter, <laughs> it like becomes this thing. And so it just it's very rare that you see him and Bob Pockrass. At least I think so. I haven't noticed him go at, at it. And I thought Bob handled it well. I don't know. It was enjoyable. I enjoyed yeah. watching. It. I hope it they do cute. it again. I hope they do it again this week. Chances are they won't. <laughs> Let's go to some Ask Junior questions. It's time for Ask Junior. I got a question. You have a question for me? Hit us up on Twitter using the hashtag AskJunior. Say what? If your question doesn't suck, we may answer it. All right, man. Uh, yeah, if your question doesn't suck, we won't answer it. There was a few on there this week that I just scratched my head, man. They I suck. really scratched my head. I think they suck. So we, we, yeah. only got, uh, we only really have like three this week, but they were pretty wow. good ones. Uh, Jessica, I'm, I'm going to get picky here with Ask Junior. We, we want some good creative questions, folks, so come on come on with it. So uh, Jessica wants to know, uh, what do you, and I like this, what do you think of the Martin, Martinsville bringing back the Jesse Jones hot dog? I can't wait. You know what? I'm so excited about this. We have a Autorama to be at on Sunday during the race. So I'm at an Autorama. I'm actually thinking of driving up to the racetrack either Friday or Saturday just for the hot dogs. Really? So you're going to yes. roll in. I'm going to roll in, get some hot dogs, and say hey to a few people, <laughs> and I'll leave. All the way? What? The hot dog. Oh, no, no, no. I like mine with just mustard and chili. Uh, uh, that's all right. Ketchup, as long as you okay. get the chili on it, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're good with me. I don't like the slaw on there, whatever. Yeah. 
a relish or whatever, I'm not down with that. <laughs> of that entire hot dog, the slaw is the part you don't like. <laughs> it ain't. <laughs> it's not the fluorescent red. They are so like the Exalta that, Studios like, red. The things, he's like, I don't like that part They're of the good. hot dog. It's the slaw. They are good, man. They're so good. Slaw. I was scared of them when I was like five years old sitting in the grandstands watching late model sportsmen there. And I, when I became an adult, I realized the things taste good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chris Duncan wants to know, is there any chance you'll we'll ever see a Junior Motorsports team compete in the Monster Energy Cup Series? You know, I said I said no, um, and we like being in the Xfinity Series, but we, we do. We love being in Xfinity Series, and we got a great business model for that. But if it was financially a smart decision, you'd have to try it. And we got, you know, we got enough infrastructure here that if it was financially a wise choice, I mean, we don't know where this is going. The field counts are down to 36 cars. If you can go in there and make some money and have some fun and race and, and run well, you know, you might not go out there and beat the big megabuck teams right out of the gate. If you could run in the top 25 or something like that on the regular, man, that'd be kind of fun to try. This Just, is the first time you have ne- – this is the first time you've ever not answered that question with no. Yeah. Do you I'm understand not how saying big a deal this gonna, is? I'm not saying that it's going to happen and don't think that that's our direction or yeah. our – we're not – there's no vision to For get Cup. there. Got it. No vision. But I'm certainly watching the state of the sport, and um, if it becomes a situation where it's financially uh, a good decision, I mean, I love racing. I love to be racing. But also got, you know, I also got to think about, I think I hold my opportunity as a broadcaster way above competing as an owner in the Cup Series. And if that, you know, trying to be an owner would, would, uh, adversely affect my opportunity to be in a broadcaster i'd have to consider not not doing that all right uh dustin horn wants to know the renovation house is looking good what are your plans to do with it when you're finished vacation home yeah well it's a it's a great house um and we are nearly nearly done with it and uh, it's been a long long process one that we have been involved in from very start we are editing this show down to four episodes, 30 minutes apiece. It'll be on DIY Network sometime in the mid to late summer, hopefully. I'm not sure what we're going to do with it. Well, you you sure were working hard this week on a... Okay, you took like this big, huge piece of what, like granite? We and found, like, yeah, you we, were working. That's we crazy. This, we found this granite block underneath the house, so we've been keeping anything like that in case we need to use it or would find any use for it. And Amy's like, man, I want the, I want this outdoor bathroom uh, to have a, a granite sink. I, stum- I totally by coincidence stumbled across a, a Twitter video of a guy making a sink out of granite block. I swear. Totally by coincidence. And then I flew down there to work on the house for a couple of days. And our contractor, Steve, was like, man, I want to make this sink out of this granite block. I'm like, I just saw this video a couple of days ago. How <laughs> crazy is that? And I know exactly how to do it. And he's like, no, you don't. Let me show you. And I'm like, nope. I did the whole thing ex- except drilling the hole for the drain and beveling that out. I let him do that because it was really something that needed to be super precise. And drill. we had to drill the hole from the bottom of the sink. And he needed to do that very carefully so it didn't chip and bust out the sink. So you scooped out the sink part, though. Yes. Like I, I scooped in. I made the sink itself, and I cut the block in half to short to sh- you know shallow up the b- block itself. So it's just not this giant. You know, I did all the things that you saw on social media, but I did not drill the hole for the drain. That's all. The only thing left for the thing is to be polished. We have to take this. Uh, we have to get a certain particular tool to polish all that, but. It was hard to make. It took two days. I enjoyed doing it, and I've done a lot of different projects in that house that 
that I thought I'd never, <laughs> I'd never be doing. And it's turned me in quite the handyman. So now, it's funny. I walk around my own properties and go, man, I, I could fix that, <laughs> you know. And uh, so I've got, man. yeah. So I've gotten myself into doing a lot of my own work instead of hiring a guy or calling somebody to come in and fix it. I've been taking care of some of the odd jobs around my own properties, which has been pretty fun. Stuff's not quite as hard as it looks. It, when does this air? I'm hoping that they're going to air it late, uh, late summer or, or you know, like July, August. Yeah. I can't wait for that first person to step to you on social media, accusing you yeah. of not having to do the real work. Because I don't think that we could have ever imagined when this opportunity landed in front of our laps, how much work you were actually doing. And I'd almost be wanting to ask you, would you have agreed to it if you realized how much work it was? I figured that we would, uh, I figured we'd be doing the work. I mean, and plus you get, the thing is, is you get down there and if you don't want to work, it's the day is long. Like it takes forever for five o'clock to come. So the only way for five to get here quick is to be busy and doing. And there's a lot of times when they're not filming and I'm just, I just keep working on a project because I just want the day to go by. And I'm, oh, gotcha. you know what I mean? Um, it is miserable if you, if they're like, all right, we're not going to film for the next hour, and you're standing around watching all these other guys work, it just sucks. So you'd still do it? Yeah, I'd still do it. I and there's, I mean, when it's four or five o'clock, I'm out. I go, I go wash my hands and 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 I take my tool belt off and I'm done. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not in there. I'm not working as hard as the contractor or the sub guys. Uh, and plus, we can't be there every single day like a lot of those guys. We're obviously at the Super Bowl in South Korea, and there we missed a chunk of time and opportunity to work on But the you're house. getting your hands dirty. When so. we're there, we're busy. I'm looking forward to seeing these episodes on the DIY Network. Me too. This will be good. This will be good to see. Hey, man, uh, scouring the internet for all this stuff for this show, I, I, I admit that I am late to the game on this deal. That, that Elon Musk guy launched a rocket into space. Yes. Now, it wasn't just a regular rocket. I just found out from our IT guy, Martin upstairs, who said, did you know? that they attached a car to this rocket, a, a Tesla, his roadster, onto this thing. So there's a rocket right now holding a car, going to space, going to Mars, which is insane. It's going like 7,000 miles an hour. It's like 5 million miles from Earth right now. Do you think that's well, nuts, A? But number two, I want to know, this kind of sparks something in me. What would y'all, if you had a rocket, what would you want to strap onto a rocket and send to outer space? My ex-girlfriend. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, No. You've been—I know—but you've been married so long, aren't you? I, over I, whatever I, happened to y'all? It's, it's, it's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> okay. Hey, all right. So, what would you? What would you? <laughs> is there anything cool that you would strap to a rocket? Because there's obviously pictures of it, and it would be cool to know. Man, I sent this to Mars. I think that that thing's actually just going to go into orbit, and it, it's going. Yeah, it's not attached to a rocket anymore. It's done. It's floating. Yeah, the rocket. It's the, floating. The, the yeah. rocket. But it's got a little spaceman in it. Yes. Yeah. But it's not actually intended to hit any planet but it i think that they've done enough <laughs> until it does yeah until it they've does. done enough it simulations causes. to know that it, it probably will land either on mars or, or earth would you put one of your old race cars on it or something man that would be kind of cool seeing 88 flying up there in space i um i don't know if i give a, i don't know <laughs> i don't know the ex-girlfriend's starting to seem kind of a good idea no. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah she wouldn't Send a couple of them on up there. <laughs> no, like you didn't need, you you know, need to send something that... The one didn't call you back? Go ahead and send her on to a trip. It'd well, probably be something like uh, a big giant, uh, a book or in a, something in a box. 
like something with like a media stick or something with all kinds of pictures and if there was a way for them whoever found it to to download the information on it and look at what's on there maybe it'd be like so send some knowledge out there yeah. just in case yeah there's some extraterrestrials yeah so i'd do that it'd be like information i got you that might nothing that would be uh is incredulous the right word that's pretty impressive. <laughs> nothing Mike's that, googling it, it right now. Go, go with it. He's nothing, googling it. Nothing that would get you get you or anybody in trouble. Like <laughs> we wouldn't give away secrets to to come and take us over. But um, one of Harvick's uh, <laughs> one of Harvick's roofs. Yeah. <laughs> no, they already have that technology. Got, yeah. Reddit's got that. Yeah. All right, white flag. Listen, I don't actually have a script. I'm just. Gonna, I, I took a picture of your schedule, so here we go. Uh, Tommy Tomlinson, did he actually say when your podcast? Uh, he didn't. Okay. So Dale Jr. did before we started this show. He actually did an interview with Tommy Tomlinson, our old friend from ESPN, who wrote that fantastic piece of Dale Jr. about a year, year and a half ago uh, for ESPN. So uh, he did a po- He has a podcast now, and Dale Jr. is going to do a podcast, and I don't know when it's going to come out, and neither does Dale, so listen for it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll let you know. Tomorrow, Dale Jr. has a production for Kalo. Yeah. Do, do you want to talk about this? Yeah. So uh, we, <laughs> me and Amy have a new deal with Kalo. The reason why that fits in our brand is because I Because you're a, married. I, we're married, <laughs> but I also have a jewelry phobia and don't want to wear metal rings. My wedding ring is actually a wooden ring, and I don't want to wear that too much because I, it could get scratched or broken. Um, and so I wear Kalo rings, which are like a, a rubber composite sort of material yeah and they're very uh very comfortable and they come in all uh, one thing that i like about them is they come in all kinds of different colors so i can try to you know kind of change it up and wear different ones and if you lose it it's 20 bucks you know get another one that's gonna be kalo's like slogan it's like kalo for those who have jewelry phobia well if, if, you, like if, you, if you if you lose your stuff you won't get screwed yeah oh, just might like the jewelry phobia one it I've is, been wearing their product for good damn reason. Yeah, because my jewelry phobia is real. The, the question and is: Is does that did this did your jewelry phobia actually lead to a PSA? Yes. And I think it is. Yes. I think we can say yes. <laughs> yes. It actually did. I, and Amy thought that I was making it up, and that there's no such thing as a jewelry phobia. But I've I, never heard of but it. But there is a word. It's along one of them long crazy words. But uh, there, it's real. There's people. Oh, that stop! Have all it. right, hold on. Let, let, you don't really have a jewelry yes. phobia. No, so are you like come on. You, you don't like wearing it, or you I don't like, like wearing it, and I don't like being close to it. Like I can be on the other side of the room. So if Mister T comes to hang out with uh, you, you're, you're done. I would be, I would be almost nauseous. Really? In, next to him. Yes. Jeez. I want to know what the word. What is like, the I'm scared word. of dentist. I never heard of scared of jewelry. I mean, no disrespect, but if you're at the dentist, I don't want to come near you. I can take this no, off. It's all right over there. If you're in a room with a dentist, you're okay. Right? As long as he's not over the top of you with a drill, you're yeah. in good shape. Well, that's me and jewelry. It's called co- cosmophobia. Cosmophobia. All right. There you go. On Thursday, you've got a <laughs> Tallahassee dealership visit. Going to go see You're going to tell people. everybody so they show up? Is it not a public no. deal? Hey, everybody, do not. <laughs> whatever Stay you away do, from Tallahassee. Whatever you do, do not go to Tallahassee. You said I'm you going, were going to Guam. Unless yeah, Guam. you buy a car. If, you, if they buy a car, will you at least say hi to <laughs> yes, them? Yes, of course. But I'm going there to say hello to the employees and see how things are going. All right. We don't want to give people an opinion that we're going there to you know for, for a yeah. fan day, which we have one of those from time to time. All right. But if they buy a car, dang it. 
<laughs> if you come and Dale buy, Junior will go out there and I'll take see a picture. you there. <laughs> yeah, buy a car. There you go. I'm only gonna be there for a couple hours. Can yeah. I tell people about the Autorama, or is that bad? <laughs> Saturday, uh, Chicago, Illinois. You're not gonna tell them about the nationwide appearance. That's not a public appearance, but it's something we're doing. All right, by all means. Hey, you know what? After you buy you're your on, car, after road, you buy man, your what car, happened to the white flag? After you buy we're your on our car, third in no, if you'll shut up, I'll get to it. <laughs> After you buy your car in Tallahassee, go drive to Hollywood, Florida, where Nationwide is having a non-public event that Dell Jr. will appear, but he's got to get in. There's got to be a door. Camp out by the door. See Dale again. How's yeah. that? All right. That's Nationwide on Thursday. Then on Saturday, the Autorama autograph session in Chicago, Illinois. How did that go this week? Uh, the Autorama was a lot of fun. Went to Detroit this week. It was a two-hour autograph session. We stayed a little uh, later than that because I was I was late. I was about 15, 20 minutes late, so we stayed beyond our well, time. Why were you late? Uh, I was seven minutes late off the plane, and then traffic was worse than we anticipated. There were a couple oh. of road clo- uh, lane closings on our trip. Uh, it was great. A lot of fun. Very well organized. I will say this. Um, I don't know how it's going to be at every event, but this is just a warning. The first person that got their autograph had been in line for five hours. The person that was last to get an autograph had been in line for two hours. So if you anticipate getting an autograph, don't get in line early. Late. (laughs) Or don't get in late. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't show up during the autograph session expecting to hop in line and get your autograph because we're we're only going to be there for two hours signing. We're only going to be there for two hours signing, so... I just give you a, a fair warning. I think that next week we are actually going to be doing this podcast from Stamford, Connecticut, because yeah. I, I think we're going to be there. And I think they have us. Uh, Jeff Binky is saying it's we're going up to NASCAR America. We're going up to NBC Sports. I mean, you we're going to NASCAR there? America. I know we're going to be there. I couldn't remember if we were doing our podcast we there, are. but we are. Yep. So I'm uh, NASCAR America on NBC at five o'clock every day of the week. Well, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm going to be on that show just like all our other um, NBC hosts and, yeah. and analysts and so forth, you know. So I'll be on that show throughout the rest of the year. I'm going to do my first two appearances on NASCAR America the 12th and 13th That's right. of this month, right? All right. March. That's next week. <laughs> yeah. These podcasts, there's going to be clips for these podcasts also on the show this week. There you go. NASCAR America, this is going to be a big deal. This is when it really becomes real, doesn't it? All right, guys, that's it. What else? Anything else? That's it for White Flag. Closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. That was a pretty good show, man. A lot of content there. Um, don't forget, we're going to be at the Autorama this sun Saturday. That's right. In Chicago. Look it up, autorama.com. Everybody's like, where are you? Where exactly in Chicago? I don't know. What? What's yeah. The, yeah, who knows? I'll look it up. It's you just look Chicago, it right. The internet, <laughs> use it. Yeah. Um, don't bring jewelry. Oh, God. Don't do that. Mike. Don't do that. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm helping you out. Right. I don't want you to get scared at your Autorama. <laughs> We're going to leave you with a track from the Dangerous Summer as usual. Thanks to Hopeless Records for giving us the rights to use it. Thank you, Hopeless. Song when I get home.